Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, Katie and I are talking about some breakthroughs that we experienced this week. And, and it really was by the grace of God that he was able to reveal to us some truths uh, that, he, that have been there all along. You know, they're his truths that have been there all along. And he was able to reveal to us some sin in our own thinking and in our own lives uh, and just show us that we're freed from that. We don't have to live in that and walk in it. And, uh, and, I, and I say by the grace of God, because I think that we really were heading down a destructive path. I know I can speak for myself and that where I was going mentally and where I was going emotionally was destructive. And I'm so grateful that he revealed to me the errors in my thinking and the errors in my belief and has brought me back to his truth and to his purpose and to his word. And I'm excited to, to press on with that, to press more and more into him and into his word. And I hope that we can encourage you to do the same thing in this podcast. Uh, again, Katie and I are not scholars. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that. That said, we are earnest to walk with God and to honor him with our lives and to discover the blessings that he has for us as as his children. And uh, And so we hope that we can encourage you to do the same thing. You know what I do need to say before we get started today's episode? Your guys' ratings and reviews have been such a gift to Katie and I. Seriously, it means so much when I see the reviews that you leave because I know that takes time. You have to like be signed into iTunes and then you have to take the time to type it out and uh, and leave it. And so that I, I know that it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not a convenient thing to do. Uh, and yet your words mean so much to us. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave those ratings and reviews. Well, with that said, we'll get going in today's episode. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, I'm going to just start by reading a review by Ashley because it was so nice and you guys have been leaving us such nice reviews. I just thought I would read it. Okay, so hey, I've been meaning to leave a review for a long time now. I love your podcast. They're very encouraging and motivating, also funny. Haha. <laughs> I mostly listen to your podcasts at work, put my earbuds in, and I am usually, not always, pretty much by myself, cleaning classrooms, etc. Oh, Ashley works as a janitor. That's pretty nice. cool. You know, what's kind of funny. And, and this isn't Ashley speaking. This is me speaking. Okay. <laughs> but like, it's so awkward reading reviews because it's so nice, but it's like reading something that someone said about you, you know? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, like yeah, it. I like hearing you read nice things that people say oh, about man. us. man. Okay, Ashley says, and there have been quite a few times if there was a passerby in the hall, they might be wondering about me because you guys have made me burst out laughing quite a bit. <laughs> I love the episode with the essential oils fairy. What's that one? I don't know about that one. I don't know, but that. it sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> the essential oils fairy and the one with the birds of a feather flock together Bible verse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that heresy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I love how you are with each other, constantly complimenting one another, being affectionate, being intentional about making dates important. You two are seriously the cutest. Oh, thank you. Wow, that was nice. Ashley. Keep up the great work. God bless you and your adorable family. Wow, that just man, you just put a big old smile on our yeah. faces, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, I'm smiling pretty I, big right I now. I want to hang out with you. I like the podcast that you like, and I like that you like my Bible verses. <laughs> that you make up. <laughs> that I make up. Oh, man. Okay, well, we have a lot of Bible verses to actually read tonight, and so none of them are made up, by the way. We've actually looked up all these references ahead of time. Yes. And... Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say? No, as as a preface, no. I don't know. We could probably just start talking about what we were going to talk about. You know, yeah. it's it's interesting because Katie and I, over the last mm-hmm. few weeks, have been trying to find an equilibrium. Everybody's life has been shaken up with COVID nineteen and the um, the ramifications from it, and and so I think that so many people are in this like ready set wait mode. You know, where you're thinking, okay, our life's being shook up. Now, what's normal going to be? And so you find yourself in this stalled out waiting place. And uh, and so Katie and I, you know, we moved into a trailer. My job, I got laid off from my job. Our schedule's all thrown off. And then inevitably you start trying to figure out what the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to envision a future that that I liked, you know, the future that excited me. And I was kind of unable to do so. You know, I, I'd get excited about maybe a business venture or a business idea, and it would get me excited for a few hours or maybe a day or two. And then I would hear some report about the economical collapse that's bound to happen because of COVID-19 and I would get discouraged. Or I'd hear about some conspiracy where the, you know, the biggest world leaders are actually, you know, moving all the political leaders around like little puppets to, you know, control the world as in form of one world government. I'm thinking, oh boy, why even try then? You know, if I'm, if there's these powerful billionaires out there that are calling the shots why why even put effort into building a business or into you know leading a family or whatever it is you know it's funny is even as you're saying that i am picturing you know the wise man builds his house upon a rock and Mm. the foolish man builds his house upon the sand Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of our future dreams or where we were trying to envision our lives involved a lot of kind of materialistic things or maybe a job title or some kind of, and I mean, there's obviously that element of provision that's on your shoulders, Elisha. And so there is this practical element of you taking care of our family. I think that's on a lot of guys' shoulders. And, but we think of it at the slightest wind of conspiracy or news or, you know, it took one headline to kind of knock our futuristic castle over. Yeah. Yeah. And it, we were really building what we were looking for on the on the sand, yeah. Of of a culture, on yes. an economy, right. On a government, that's right. And when we build our lives on those things, it's really easy to get in a depression, yeah. It's because inevitable. it takes the yeah. easiest thing for that to just fall over and be like, that dream's going to crash now. Yeah, you look at the history of the world, and you know that none of those things are stable. You know, governments and economies and cultures they just they come and go and they get overran by evil and and it's just a part of a part of life it's a part of the world history and so throughout these thought processes i found myself a few days ago literally you know maybe five days ago driving around just trying to find uh, the point to life kind of you know those introspective 
thought thoughts that you have of why am I even here? You know, are my efforts getting me anywhere? What is happening right now? And uh, and of course that came from me having my mind in the news and in media and hearing reports and, you know, not having my heart fixed on the Lord or my mind in his word. And, uh, and I really kind of, I'd say, would you call it an emotional breakdown, Katie? I don't know if I broke down, but yeah, it, I don't know if it was a breakdown. Yeah. But I found myself in a slump, a big time slump in an emotional yeah. funk. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yes. I think Elisha and I have been really fighting those deep slumps and and when you're in a slump a lot of you can probably relate to this that doesn't mean you don't have good times right it doesn't mean you love like hours or maybe even days of your life at a time but it's like you're constantly fighting this cloud and you're constantly fighting this feeling of if I let my brain go there I'm just gonna like tunnel down into a deep dark hole and never come back up and I think both of us have been really been fighting that yeah that's right. And uh, it was great. I, I just kind of, you know, spur of the moment called my brother-in-law, Adam Van Wingerton, who's actually been on our podcast a couple times. And uh, and I called him and I could tell he was in a good mood and it kind of ticked me off right when he answered. <laughs> it. So I was like, what the heck? I'm in a bad mood. I was hoping I could find somebody to like, you know, mourn about life with and how jacked up the world is, you know. Uh, and, but he he was talking about, and he just said something right at the beginning of our conversation that struck me and and kind of convicted me. He said, you know, I, I found that it's crucial to never let your sphere of care exceed your sphere of influence. And what he means by that, I think it's a famous quote. Yeah. I wasn't able to find it online. I Googled that. He told me that like a professor told it to him or something. Oh, well, it sounds so famous. So we can just quote Adam Van Wingerden. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, I just did actually, uh, (laughs) And really what that means is, you know, don't sit here and ponder and worry and put a ton of care into things that are literally outside of your control. You know, we have sphere of influence. We, I have got influence over my children. I've got influence in my community. Obviously, I've got influence in my wife's life and the people that I'm around. Um, and I'm able to influence my business and what various things. And so, you know, pour into those or I think, too, even, like, governmentally or stuff like that. Like, if you're actually taking a stand and, like, signing some kind of petition yeah, or something action. like that, it's like, well, you're influencing something. That's right. But I know for me, I'm just literally watching headlines. Yes. I'm not doing anything about them. Yeah, exactly. That It was like doing the worst-case scenario. I was just learning about all the bad things that are happening and then taking zero action about it. And that literally led to me being in a funk. Well, when I continued this thought train of, okay, I don't want to let my sphere of care exceed my sphere of influence, I really started looking at things from a spiritual perspective. And the Bible is so, it makes it so abundantly clear that this physical life is not the actual life that we're living. It's like what we see with our eyeballs, you know, and it's what we touch and it's what we feel, Mm -hmm. but it's not really the real thing that's going on right now. We, we don't, you know, what does Ephesians 6, 12, and 13 say? It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then, you know, tells us to put on the whole armor of God. So he's not even saying there that we're, we're wrestling against the president or we're wrestling against billionaires or we're wrestling against a virus. He's saying, no, these are spiritual be- beings that you're actually warring against. And I believe that to be the truth. And I I love that Matthew uh, 10 verse 28 says, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both the soul and the body 
in hell. And when I was looking at these verses in light of who I was fearing or what I was fearing or really what I was caring deeply about, it was 100% physical things and it was not spiritual things. And the Lord started really working in my heart and giving me, I would say, spiritual eyes Mm -hmm. to really start envisioning this world as I, I hope more and more in the way God sees it as being a world that's that's carnal. It's carnal meaning it's physical. It's going to pass away. These bodies have a time limit. You know, they're going to waste away. Uh, but these souls that our bodies are housing for this time being are eternal. There are eternal ramifications to what's transpiring in our lives and how we choose to react to what's transpiring in our lives. And we get to live on this eternal level, this heavenly level, or with this eternal perspective uh, because we're in Christ Jesus. We've got access to God the Father. And I really want to lean into that because what's crazy is that the Bible also makes it clear, too, that as children, as being people that have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, we are able to influence this spiritual battle that we're in. That's a good point. We have a ton of influence yes. over the spiritual battle of our mind, yeah. over our heart, over our home, and over and our souls our, and the souls of around us. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I think too, I think something that really hit me, you, do you guys ever have those moments where you're talking something out loud and you convict yourself while you're talking. I had one of those moments this week and I was telling Elisha, I was like, it's like, I'm having a hard time because I want to pull myself out of this, like, you know, discouragement hole that I'm in. Hmm. And for me, I'm really goal oriented. And so I'm trying to find a goal or some kind of like a carrot or something. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about this before, like a North star, like our marriage, we've had like these North stars where we align our visions towards Mm. and haven't been able to see the stars, but I've told Elisha, I feel like, okay, maybe this all blows over. Like people say it's going to, you know, the curve flattens, life goes on as usual. The economy doesn't tank and then life goes on to normal. And it might be decades before, you know, the next big, big issue like world war or pandemic or, you know, whatever it is. And so on one hand, then I think, oh, I'll take all these steps if that's the case. Right. Right. I'm going to work on these businesses. I want to do this with our kids. This is where I want to buy our property. This is what kind of home I want to have. This is the life I envision for us in that scenario. Or there's this other scenario where like everything goes to pot, you know, next month or this year, life's never the same. And if so, I would take these sets, these steps of action. Right. And as I was saying this out loud, I'm like, I think Elisha was the one who said it. And he's like, yeah, so it's almost like, do I have this materialistic mindset or do I not? Yeah. Because it's like in that moment, it's realizing, oh, am I going, is, is the world going to stick around for me to be of the world yeah to get what i can from yeah like is this gonna stick around so that it can be so i can leverage these things yeah or is this world as we know it gonna pass away so i really need to focus on these things and i guess i was really convicted in that moment that as christians our lives shouldn't change we should be the people who in the middle of this are going it doesn't really matter because one we have an eternal hope if we die we have an eternal hope. If this world goes away as we don't, we have an eternal hope. We have an incredible provider and protector. The Lord says with food and clothing, be content, not even a roof over your head. That always kind of bummed me out. Actually, (laughs) I wish he'd thrown that in there, but he says with food and and raiment therewith be content. Mm -hmm. He also says, look at the lilies of the valley. 
I care for them. Mm. He's, what is that? His eyes on the sparrow? Like oh, a bird yes. does not fall to the ground that I don't know about it. Right. Like he knows all about us. Hmm. He's going to care for us. He, yeah. And that doesn't mean he's not going to let bad things happen to us for his glory. Right. For, his you know, purpose, part of a way will. bigger yes, picture that we exactly. don't understand. Right. But I guess as Christians, we really shouldn't be shaken because it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. Our lives should look the same and that our North Star is our walk with the Lord and working faithfully in whatever he set before us to do. And right now that could just be raising our kids and Elisha and I working on our marriage and encouraging people. And that's what he set before us to do. If the world goes one way or the world goes another way, whatever he puts in front of us, we just need to work heartily as unto him. Yeah. Our, our boss and our master is going to be the same either way. You know, yeah, the it's Bible not says, like it's never a good idea. The Bible says to store up treasures where moss Moth. Moth, yeah. Moths and dust doth corrupt. Yes. I don't know what Yeah, that, don't store up treasures on earth. That is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But don't store up treasures here on earth. That's never a good idea. Yeah. And I think I was looking at this life going, well, do I store up treasures here on earth or do I not? That's great. it's like the yes. Bible says, always a bad idea. Well, I think that's what my mindset was as well, Katie. And when you say it like that, it's so convicting when you're thinking, okay, is this economy going to hold out long enough or is our country going to be stable enough for me to really get a good return on this investment, whether it's a business venture or a house that we were thinking about buying? We're like, man, can we really milk it and get some pleasure out of this world? Or is it going to be fading away? So what should we do? We should store up our treasures in heaven instead. That's kind of like how we are acting. And, yes, we are, and I think is. that's what put us in such this uh, teeter-totter of uh, situation was we kept going back and forth from this, oh, spiritual mindset or like carnal mindset and spiritual mindset and carnal mindset. In reality, we should obviously always have a spiritual mindset and our mind should be set on things above. And as you said, as Christians, it's like our life should look really similar. Mm -hmm. Maybe practically we have to change jobs or we have to move to a different home, but our heart and our attitude and our hope and how what we what type of I guess aura we give out to the world. Yeah, even like the joy of the Lord, like yes. The Bible doesn't promise that like happiness, but the, one of the fruits of the spirit is that joy. Mm -hmm. And it's just the joy that like God is in control. He knows. That's right. That's what's right. What's going on. Yeah. And there's just, I have to believe, I do believe it's so much bigger than my little human brain can comprehend, mm -hmm. you know, and we all love using, I think Romans eight twenty eight, like to keep ourselves encouraged that, you know, we know God works all things together uh, for the good to those that love him according to his purpose. And so whenever something bad happens or you lose a job or, and you always cling to those stories, you know, you hear about like the kid that got cut from the sports team, uh, but then he was able to start a different sport and then he went you know, made millions of dollars and like played I've professionally I've never heard that about sport. that kid. Well, but I, I have heard of like, you know, like money showing up in people's mailboxes when like they're broke and stuff. In missionary stories, like they were about to get kicked out of the orphanage, and then a check shows up. That's awesome. Yeah. Those are, <laughs> okay. <what? laughs> so, <laughs> well, I no. thought my story correlated with your story. It was like basically like the Lord's always going to like take care of you in the way that you think He should take care of you. Yeah, I think that we liked we want to think that. Yes. You know, we think okay, He's going to work things together for the way I see it being good in my life. Yes. And it's like there is enough of these stories that get popular of somebody maybe losing a job and then he like starts a business that blows up and you see and they say, see, God used 
me getting fired mm-hmm. for good. Well, God could use that in any way he wants to. And for, you know, every one story there is of somebody crushing it in a worldly way, there's more stories of somebody losing it. And in a worldly sense, never really achieving that great worldly stature. And that those stories are all throughout the Bible as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's because God working it for the good of those that love him to his purpose, it's so much bigger than our than our earthly lives here. Yeah, I think that's something that it's important to remember too for for Elisha and I is this we're so small. The world's like one speck in galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies. And it's like the Lord working whatever's happening down here for his good and for his glory. Like we do not see the big picture. Yeah, and I want to and I want more and more to grow in my perspective and my mindset, to have it be conformed uh, to what God wants me to think and to see the world through through his lens. And, and when you, I think the more you do that, the more you're able to have that even-keeled approach to life, you know, yeah. where you're not tossed to and fro with the times, you know, with the, with the times. And um, I can really picture, it's funny, I've just been picturing more and more like the spiritual realm. Yeah. And it's when I picture like the universe there are, I just really think there's the spiritual battle that's constantly happening. You know, there's the forces of evil and then there's the forces of good. And God is the, he's the victor. He's got control over this whole universe. And then it's crazy because, you know, I think that God, it says, I forget where it says that Satan is the prince of this air, you know, mm-hmm. here on earth. And so we see Satan having this temporary influence over the earth that God has given to him. He said, okay, Satan is going to have this influence over the world. And there's kind of this battle now for the souls of man here on earth. And when I look, take bodies out of it and I take faces out of it and I picture it from a spiritual standpoint, it really gives me this perspective of, man, I just want to preach the truth. I want to fight the spiritual battle with the spiritual weapons, you know, with prayer and with praise and with worship and with the word of God. Um, and I don't want to be caught up in things that are going to perish either way. Yeah. And Elisha and I've come to this conclusion, I guess, and what we're focusing on this week, which I think has really impacted both of our mindsets is not caring, not caring what's outside of our influence and instead realizing that, well, the Lord's put these things X, Y, and Z before us in this time. We need to be faithful to him with what he's given to us in this time. And he's going to decide what the outcome is of that. Mm-hmm. He's going to decide what happens with the world. He's going to decide what happens with our health. And all we can do is look at the door right in front of us and and follow Christ in that in a, in a practical way. Yeah. I guess that's the only practical thing we can do. Right. And I think when you you know, it's easy to say, well, I don't care. It sounds like this indifferent attitude towards mankind or towards the world that we're living no. in. Yeah, That's not, not at that. all what we have. I do think it's important to to have a certain level of awareness. And even with that, it's like impossible to be unaware of what's going on with things. But I do think that Philippians 4 makes it clear that we're to think on things that are of the Lord, to think on things and to spend our time meditating on things that are eternal. Yeah, it's different knowing about something and thinking about something. I can know what's going on in the world. I can feel sympathy and empathy for what's going on in the world, but I don't have to think on it. Yes. I don't have to dwell on it. That's right. I can just kind of see it as a fact and realize that, you know what, I can't affect that. 
I can't change that statistic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to focus on what the Lord's put in front of me to do. And I think that's just such a healthier perspective, even for our children, like creating that stability in the home, having a joyful atmosphere in the home, because kids right now are really stressed out as parents are stressed out. And I think it's important for just the stability of the family, at least our family. I know that when I'm having a hard time, that really affects my kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it affects my husband and it affects our marriage. And that's not the place that I think we were created to live, especially with those fruits of the spirit, peace and joy and love. Yeah. And love, patience like and self-control. Patience, all yeah. those, all those beautiful things. Those are ours to have in any situation. That's right. Not just when things are going good. Mm-hmm. And I'm so guilty of thinking, Oh, when things are going great, that's when the fruits of the spirit are there. No, these are supernatural things mm-hmm. that are ours anytime. Okay, can I read that verse on the conspiracy thing? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay. My sister-in-law shared this verse in a text thread. Actually, it's a passage. And I just thought it was so good because I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know this, actually. I get a lot of you guys on my Instagram texting me messages of conspiracy or a potential outcome or even factual outcomes yeah. of what's going on in the world. Yeah. And we believe all of them. <laughs> Stop. At some point we I've do. Stopped, I've stopped watching them. I've stopped listening to them. And it's not because I don't think that that's information that should be out there. I don't want to, it's not because I'm burying my head in the sand. It's because I really like this verse. Again, I'm focusing right now on my sphere of influence and I'm not going to be influencing, you know, Bill Gates and whatever he's doing Mm -hmm. in his office. Like I'm just not, and nor do I care to. Some people might go find a way to influence that. And I think more power to you go do it. But like, that's not what I feel called to. And I love this verse. So this is Isaiah eight. And I'm going to start in verse 11. It says, for the Lord spoke this to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. And I think of the way of this people being the way of the world. Mm -hmm. Go read this whole portion of scripture for context. Yeah. What's the reference? Um, Isaiah eight 11 is okay. where I'm starting, but the way of this world is fear mm-hmm. and you just see so much fear. And verse 12 says, do not say a conspiracy considering all that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts him shall you hollow. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Hmm. And I just think of that. We have a fear of maybe sickness, a fear of maybe some world power, but it's saying right here, we need to just be fearing the Lord. Yeah. What is the Lord thinking of how we're, how we're using the time he's given us, how he's using the skills he has given us or just our lives. He will be as a sanctuary but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. I love that. He will be as a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Like he's both depending on where you're at Yeah. and life to both the houses of Israel and as a trap and snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I love this bind up the testimony, seal the law among the disciples. And I will wait on the Lord hmm. who hides his face from the house of Jacob. And I will hope in him. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. Hmm. Anyways, he's obviously speaking to a very specific people group here in Isaiah, speaking through the prophet Isaiah. But I still love these verses. I think they're really applicable to just the mindsets that we 
could have right now yes in this time and just being in the world not of the world and what the world's fearing we shouldn't fear yes. which is Amen. death or loss of worldly things yes we ultimately should fear the lord yeah and that was just a really convicting passage for me and i want to make sure that i'm not again, getting so bogged down in these things that cause fear in my heart. And a lot of the conspiracies or, again, like I was saying, even factual stuff that articles and videos and all that that's been sent to me only breeds fear in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it's not... It's not a fear of God. A fear of God. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I think about it. I think that, you know, there's everybody's probably gone through different stages of fear. I know for me, there's that initial, okay, is this a virus that's going to kill me and my whole family? And then maybe it goes from there to, is the economy going to crash because, you know, everybody just freaked out and it got shut down. And then it goes to, yeah, like you said, is there going to be some one world order and that Christians are going to be persecuted and I'm going to have to like scan my wrist somewhere just to go out and buy That's like groceries. the ultimate, you know, does this come down to the mark of the beast? Yeah. <laughs> like every Christian said that, so it's like... Apostle Paul. Yeah, I mean it's a valid concern because we're guaranteed we were like promised it's going to happen. We're guaranteed it's so, going to happen. I yeah. know, so I don't. But but that said, yeah. is that none of these things are worth fearing over the fear of God? Like I should mm -hmm. be fearing God and my response and my eternal, I guess uh, the eternal implications of of my behavior and and of the influence that I'm having in my life and in my family's life far more than like what I already read in Matthew. Was that Matthew ten? Why would I fear? anything man can do to me, anything this world could do to me, anything that this world could throw at me, fear him who's able to destroy both the body and the soul. God holds our bodies together either way. You know, he's the one that provides, he's the one that protects us physically, not to mention spiritually as well. And so fear that one, fear that God, honor that God, serve that God, have your care be for what he cares about. And I just, you know, we're told time and time again that we're running this race, you know, we're supposed to walk by faith and we want to run with endurance. And I just could see Satan just loving this opportunity to trip people up. You know, maybe you're in, at a stage in your life where you're on your last lap, you know, of this, of this marathon, you're like on your last mile and what an opportunity for him to trip you up, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for the cares of this world to be what trips you up on that last mile, or maybe you're at the beginning of your race and he's still able to tackle you and trip you up, you know, while you're trying to burn those laps and finish your race here on earth. And I think, boy, I want to finish this race with endurance mm -hmm. and I don't want things, any crisis of this world to ever be something that inhibits me from running this race of faith with endurance. Um, and so, yeah, and I, and I just pray that for all my brothers and sisters in Christ, that we'd have this mind of, man, I'm, I'm, this is life's lived through faith, you know, in Jesus Christ. And, um, I've been bought at a price. I'm, my life's no longer my own. Mm -hmm. I glorify God, therefore, with these worldly bodies that we have, uh, and run the race with endurance. And I think coming back to that, when should we stop caring? It, you know, the Bible does give us specific things like the poor the fatherless, the widows, those are people we should be giving to mm -hmm. if we have, you know, from an abundance. Mm -hmm. We Those are the or needs. Or not even from the abundance, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Those are just the needs that we should be meeting yes. as a Christian community. Mm -hmm. But I think of when is the time to stop caring? I love that verse, and I didn't look this one up, but it's very popular, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. I think as believers, we almost think it's holy to carry the cares of the world. Mm. And we think it's this righteous thing to just be depressed, be yeah. depressed yeah. and just 
talk mm-hmm. about all the hurt and all the martyrs and all yeah. the wrongdoings that are happening right mm-hmm. now. And the Lord says, like, he's the only one who can carry all the cares of this world. He says, cast your care on him. He doesn't say, carry these cares. Mm -hmm. And so I just think from that perspective, I don't think it's wrong or sinful to stop caring to a certain extent. Give those cares to God. Mm -hmm. Pray. Pray for those people. Practically help those people. But don't let the care burden you down because the Lord has the world in his hands. That's right. He really does. And he and what better hands to have it in? Well, and I really do think that the best thing we can do is go to the Lord with prayer and supplication, mm-hmm. you know, and make those requests made known unto God. If you do care and if you want to see something happen, then take it take it to the one who holds all things together. Yes. Well, that's what we have to share. Katie, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Oh, uh, well, okay. On a really light note, this okay. is really, really light. Because I meant to say it at the beginning, and then okay. I forgot. Well, is it going to be awkward now? No. Like, no. Okay. Well, I mean, it'd be more awkward if I didn't say it now. Okay. <laughs> so we're done with, like, the serious portion? Yeah, I think okay. so. Good. I've said all that I've wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, me too. Have you? I think I have. So let's hear the, uh, let's hear the lighthearted uh, thing. Oh, well, just on your poll last week, Yeah. I was right. You're right. We need to tell the audience. I was right. I just felt like we couldn't leave them completely right. hanging because you guys went to Elisha's Instagram and you did vote. And so yes. we owe you an answer. And we also owe you an answer because I was right. Yeah. So let's catch them up to so that everybody knows what we're talking about here. We should have done this at the beginning of the podcast. I oh, know. Well. We really uh, should have. So I asked on my Instagram, who at, between husbands and wives, who initiated your first kiss? the husband or the wife. And I said 25% of women would have initiated the, the first, first time. Kiss. Yes. And I was right. No. Yes. It was 25%. It was 21 to 79. Oh, it was 21%. Yeah. 21%. Oh, yes. 21% of end, women. In the very end. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was really close. Yeah. So anyways, good job. Way to go vote. Yeah, thanks you guys. for, thanks for playing with yeah, us. That, that was, was a good time. And uh, that was definitely one of the highlights of our last week was recording that podcast and just giving some laughs. That was fun. Yeah, we felt more in a place this week to do something a little weightier, I think, because we felt lighter. Yeah, it's funny. Isn't how that, it funny? funny I, how that works. We like alternate. Our lighter podcasts are typically when we're feeling more down and we yeah. just need a good laugh. Yeah. Now you guys will know when we're depressed. <laughs> Stop. We, do a... we are depressed. <laughs> That's such a strong term these days it to is. throw around. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was encouraging to you. We, Katie and I both appreciate so many of you and just the way you guys make an effort to reach out to us whether it's through direct messages or again with the ratings and the reviews or uh, however you're able to reach out to us we always love hearing from you so thank you for that you've kept us encouraged over this time you know where we're not able to be around as many people as we're used to being around and uh, so i hope that we're able to encourage you throughout this time because we certainly know you encourage us all right that said say goodbye and we'll talk to you next week bye